Welcome to Sacred Origins, the podcast where extraordinary souls share personal tales of discovery and transformation during their spiritual journeys. I'm Kaz, and together we're going to explore the diverse path that led our guests to be their awakened selves. Join us as we chat with fascinating individuals from all walks of life revealing their sacred origins. I believe these conversations are important because in the sacred stories of our guests, we might just find echoes of our own. Welcome to Sacred Origins. Hello and welcome to our next episode of the Sacred Origins podcast. I am so delighted to welcome Vix Marie, who's our guest today, to talk to us all about her journey. And I literally, at the beginning of the month, put down her book, The Which Way to Manifest, having consumed it in a trip to London and back. Um, But yeah, absolutely loved every page of it, loved all the down-to-earth advice, loved all the tips and little rituals. Um, and I've already started doing some of them. So I love that so much. So Vix, over to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm really glad that you enjoyed the book as well and that you're actually putting it into practice. That is the idea with the book. Mm. It is a little little tool um, so people can journal with it, scribble in it and use the rituals and all the spells and stuff as well. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, but yeah, aside from being an author, I am also a holistic coach and I call myself a holistic coach because I use different modalities and elements in my coaching work. So a lot of the time I am coaching people around their well-being and manifestation, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, but also potentially around their business as well, because I do also still work as a university lecturer in business and marketing management. So that comes into it as well. But my background is actually in psychology. So I love to mix the psychology and science into everything as well, because I have to understand how we work and how things tick so we can help make changes as well and then alongside that I'm also a healer so I run my healing retreats all over the UK and I've just started visiting festivals as well which has been awesome um, because I love festivals so I get to go and get nice and muddy but also to lead workshops and healing circles for the lovely people that are at the festivals too. I love that and you were at Burning Woman, Burning Woman yeah, this weekend. weekend. Yeah, so so good. Um, very wet, very soggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's lucky so, you said you yeah. like getting muddy. Yeah, we were very grounded by the end of it mm. because we got to the point where it was just easier to take our shoes off. So nice. we were just in the mud, like knee deep, with no shoes on. I love it. You can't get more grounding. Oh, no, I literally. don't think you can get more grounding if you tried. To be no. honest, can you? If you're sinking into the mud, you're proper rooted at that yeah. point. I love it. (laughs) So the podcast is all about our stories, where we came from, how we got onto these paths. Mm. So where did your spiritual journey start for you? Is it something that's like always been with you? Did you have those big butt kick spiritual awakening (laughs) moments? Is it a bit of a mix of both? What's like Vix's story? I'd say a mix of both, really. I always... um... I class myself as what's known as like a generational witch because Mm -hmm. my nan was a practicing witch and my mom has dabbled a little bit. Um, But I've always known it was within me because it's within all of us. So I always say, you know, I've been a practicing witch for over 20 years now, but by practicing, 
all I mean by that is being aware of the potential and the gifts that we all have should we wish to connect to them Mm -hmm. should you wish to tap into your intuition should you wish to connect to your ancestral wisdom it's there for you so as a kid I'd play with it so Mm -hmm. I did sort of come across a mentor if you like and it's a it's a funny little story and she is the lady who I dedicated my book to as well so I always called her mother goose but she was actually the mom of my first boyfriend who I was with from the ages of 12 to 22 so really long relationship childhood sweetheart it's an absolute childhood sweetheart I I love it (laughs) but his mom was a witch um so we were obviously destined in different ways for that time of my life but she let me play with the witchy Mm. stuff so we do really like silly things like we try and bend spoons or we'd go in different Mm. rooms and draw a picture and we draw the same thing and she actually taught me how to read tarot and do psychometry and all those wonderful lovely little tools that can enhance working with your intuition and connecting to to the spirit world as well But after the fun stuff with her, I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to learn about this in more of a formalized setting, if you Mm. like, Um, if there is a formalized setting for this kind of work. But I did a lot of training with some of the top clairvoyants around the world as well and just really tested myself Mm. because, again, I am, you know, a scientist and a psychologist at heart. So I was like, how is this working? Is it just in my head? Like, are these messages just, you know, completely out of the blue? Like, what what are they? So I had to test it with strangers to really almost prove Mm. that I was able to receive messages, that I was able to channel, and also that I had my own internal guidance system as well. So great fun. Um, And it sort of went from there, really. But I guess in terms of an awakening as such, It's probably more recent because my business didn't come into fruition until the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So that was the kick up the bum really for me. So I'd been made redundant and I knew the world needed a lot of healing. We needed a lot of connection that was missing because we were being told to not connect and do the opposite. Um, So it was a perfect time, really, even though some people are like, oh, my God, why would you like create a business during a global pandemic and like an economic crisis and all of this? But it was the time that it had to be birthed. Mm. Did um, you sit there a bit like, well, why not? Because now's well, when exactly. we need it. <laughs> this is it. And I tell the story now. I was in a paddling pool that I'd got from mm. Argos. I was living on my own. <laughs> so you can picture the scene. Sat in a paddling pool like a Tuesday afternoon, having a glass of Prosecco because there was nothing else to do. And I was <laughs> it's like, those well, wonderful moments of the pandemic, <laughs> isn't time. it? It's like Tuesdays where you could just sit in a paddling pool with Prosecco because, eh. <laughs> why not but I should have been in the Philippines actually but lockdown had other ideas for me so I was blasting Enrique on my little boom box outside pretending <laughs> to be in the Philippines because we actually had good weather then as well didn't we yeah um and I was like do you know what I'd already got my master's in psychology I already had my coaching qualifications I already had the counseling qualifications mm. I was like why aren't you using it mm. the world needs it right now so I thought do you know what you've got nothing to lose just put mm. it out there um and that's it really kind of blossomed from there it's changed its sort of form I guess as it's as it's gone on but also as like the the world has changed and gone back to I say normal um but gone back to that kind of normality as it were um and the business it's sort of changed its its focus a little bit to be really more about well-being but more about the balance because Mm. I think during lockdown we had the time and that was gorgeous 
So a lot of us did prioritize our well-being and our health and get into more spiritual practices because we had the space. Mm-hmm. But the challenge I'm seeing with a lot of people now, especially those that are also running businesses or who are very successful in their career, they're very busy in their day-to-day lives and their well-being is taking a hit for it. Mm. So what I'm trying to work with people on now is sort of bringing that balance back so you have the same space and the same nurturing for yourself as you did during lockdown. Yeah. Amazing. So when you were experimenting with your gift <laughs> and trying to find logic in it yes. at the same time, <laughs> which I think we all go through that phase of. Yeah. I think, you know, that thing of like, okay, I can see that something's happening, but what the heck kind of phase. Mm-hmm. How how was that? Did you Did you kind of just process it very slowly or did you just get so excited that you ran away with it what like what was going on then for you like emotionally and sort of getting to suss out that you were proving that this was actually happening every time yeah definitely ran away with it definitely got really (laughs) giddy really excited and I was like this works this is happening and that then trickled into the manifestation world which I'd heard Mm. of and you know I'd read the secret and things like that but I was still quite new to that and I was like Mm. is that the same thing as working with witchcraft because it seemed to have similarities when you looked Mm. at the logic of what you were doing you were putting out an intention you were playing with some tools to help you get there and then hopefully your desire came into fruition I was like it's the same surely Mm. so I then started diving into that and got really really giddy and really excited with that as well but with the logical side I found that you almost have to let it go Mm. so I loved bringing in the law of attraction stuff and working with the other universal laws which I I bang on about quite a bit in my book but that's backed by science so I could get that because there's a lot of physics to it Mm -hmm. a lot of quantum energy and I was like okay I understand how that works then and the same to an extent with the witchcraft stuff as well because it's nature and its elements so again it's it's energy so it's science Mm. so I could understand that and I got the logic of that but the results I was seeing and the results my clients were seeing were not logical mm. at all. It made no sense how we'd have like that rapid success or, you know, I had one lady who she'd been trying for like eight years to manifest this, this car. Mm. And she worked with me for two months and she got the car. No. And it's like, what? That's so random. It didn't make any logical sense at mm-hmm. all. But it happened. And then ladies who, you know, they've been trying for years and years to get pregnant, fertility treatments haven't worked. Then we work together. We tap into this work. We tap into their spirituality Mm. and witchcraft and manifesting. And they now have a baby. Logically, that doesn't make sense. Mm. And that's happened to three of my clients now. And I'm like, but it doesn't make sense. If you look at the logic and I guess like the medicine of it, when doctors have said, you know, we've tried really sorry, but it's not working that doesn't make sense so if there is a component of just I guess it's believing in the magic and just letting go and trusting Mm. that you can do it and then it does happen so I always say to people you know believe in the magic and you'll see it yeah I love that that's amazing results as well that you've had with your clients that's so beautiful that you've managed to bring that into these ladies lives it's amazing it is beautiful and it doesn't have to make sense you know I had a lady message yeah. me the week and we'd only had a retreat together we'd just been together for the day mm. and 
bless her, you know, she'd been on antidepressants for years and I've been in that situation myself as well with mm-hmm. depression and anxiety. After our retreat together, she's not taken them now for six months. Amazing. And like, that I doesn't make that. sense at all. Yeah. You know, yeah. I hope that she got her doctor's advice to wean herself off. I'm sure she did, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't have to because it's the end result that's the important bit. Yes, that's the thing, isn't it? Because I part of my journey was around that anxiety and depression, and I don't take my meds now either. Mm-hmm. And I did wean off, same. don't worry. Um, yeah, <laughs> all weaned off properly. Um, <laughs> and it is that thing, isn't it? Of For me, it was just all of a sudden the world didn't need to make sense in the respect of like all the negative stuff I was seeing in the news and all the stuff that was getting to me because actually if I just lent more into the magic Mm -hmm. and sat with trees and flowers and my animals and then the rest of it sort of ebbed away and so it's just that shift of perception into just see the magic believe in the magic connect with all the beautiful things yeah and then the negative things will just not have that impact on you uh, and sometimes that's what we need somebody to give us, isn't it? Is that shift into the world's beautiful and magical and you're beautiful and magical and connect with that and the rest of it sort of starts to melt away bit by bit, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And it's not, you know, it sounds really fluffy almost, oh. doesn't it? And, you know, some people, you know, are going through horrendous things as the world is. And we know when we do look at the news, which I try and avoid where possible, but mm these things are happening and it sounds almost like oh yeah well go and hug a tree and you'll feel better but you know that's just one step but as soon as you start doing that you will feel the difference so Mm. there is no harm in trying it that's exactly you know what I was feeling sat in that paddling pool Mm. what's the worst that's going to happen yeah there is absolutely no harm in trying it and just see how you feel there's a reason we all feel better for going and getting some fresh air Mm. yeah it's amazing Yeah, there is. And and I I wonder sometimes, like this summer is, you know, not exactly shaping up to be like <laughs> the best the UK scene. I mean, I hope so. I'm having a bad In many respects. Oh, yeah, excellent. We're, we're manifesting. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> but part of me always wondered, like, the the best weather that I remembered for years with consistency was that first lockdown. Mm, yeah. Where... And it was like, is that our gift back? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you have to be home alone, but you are. You can go for this walk every day and look how much I'm going to show up for you on nice. this walk. I'm going to bathe you in beautiful sunshine. You're going to see all the nature around you. Uh, you know, that, that's like your recompense nearly from the universe. Yeah. Um, and I don't like the heat waves, I'll be quite honest. I'm not missing not. them. <laughs> But that consistency in sunshine from that sort of early, late March, early April, when we went into that first lockdown, all the way through to like the September, October of that year. So when we could socialise outside with people in small groups, we could actually, because when they first said that on the news, I was like, yeah, right, over summer. (laughs) It's kind of very like, if you think so. Mm -hmm. But we could, because we had this consistency. Yeah. And it was like the universe and Mother Earth were like, okay, like, you know. We'll work with you. We'll work with you. We'll give you this to support you during yeah. this time. 
and we had two years of like quite decent consistent sunny dry enjoyable you know weather and I find that now when I look back I was like that actually was a gift to us during all of that it's absolutely amazing because we did all go out for our walks every day and we benefited from that so much and now I haven't been out for mine today yeah no I've not yet either it's that slip into balance and like you say getting busy again and yeah Yeah. absolutely it's bringing that balance back isn't it and you Mm. know we are elemental beings and we do connect with those elements I always say to my clients you know if you're feeling a certain way use your counter elements to lift you out of it but I think you're absolutely right and what we put out into the world is what is then reflected back to us Mm. so I think because we'd all stopped and we were taking that rest and we needed that little bit of nurturing you know mother nature provided for us and I think that's just something as a really random side note, but a little misconception that I think will be handy. There'll be someone that needs to hear this, that's listening to this, but mm. we have to make our move first. Mm. So it's never the, the universe or the magic or whatever you want to call it is directing you or is taking you down a certain path. And a lot of people can be like, well, I'll just let fate decide. I'll let destiny decide where I go. You have to make your move first. Mm. And yeah. I think we we did that with with lockdowns. You know, we were then going, okay, well, I will, you know, go out for a walk. That's all that I've got. And then we were blessed with that that weather to support us in doing that. Mm. So the universe backs you. She never forces you mm. to do something. So yeah. there'll be someone that needs to hear that. Definitely. <laughs> that just and came it, to me. So we'll use that. <laughs> definitely. I love it. So how did you get to write The Witch Way to Manifest? So the book, um, this was a little kick up the bum. So the lovely lady who I was talking about before, um, unfortunately passed away during the first lockdown. And I think since then, she's been giving me a lovely celestial kick up the backside to do the things that I want to do. So I've always known there was at least one book in me. There's two that are already in the makings in the background um, already, but I had a lot of people asking me what books I recommend on manifesting mm-hmm. and what books I recommend on getting into witchcraft. And Love I found it. it a really difficult question to answer. And I was like, I've read loads of like really wonderful books, really empowering books, you know, about mindset, about well-being, about self-love. So for those, I was like, yeah, I know exactly who to recommend and what authors to go to. But when it came to manifesting and witchcraft, I was a bit stuck. Mm. And especially for a book that combined the two, yes. that seemed to be a rare find. Mm. Um, and a lot of them, although they were very good resources and things like The Secret, you know, we're really fortunate that we do have those resources because there was a time that we didn't have any. Mm-hmm. So it's brilliant that we have these so people can start to connect to this magic. But I found there was also a lot of things missed out. Mm. And for those that then actually wanted to put it into practice, they're like, well, what do I actually do now? I've learned this. But how do I then go and do it? Mm. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to write one myself. (laughs) Yeah. No, they say write what you need. Yeah. Write what you know, write what you need. Exactly. And other people will need it too. Exactly. And I was already, it was the stuff that I was working on with my clients anyway. So it's the same process I use with my clients. So for me, it was easy to just then put that out onto paper. Mm. Definitely. It took a little while. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't just do it overnight. No, sadly not. Sadly not. I can't type that quick. 
<laughs> but the thing I love about the book is there's that, like you say, there's a lot of witchcrafty books around. Yeah. Um, and no, the com- combination of manifesting and the witchcraft definitely loved it totally. I loved that you included the spiritual laws mm-hmm. and broke them down into what they actually mean. Yeah. When it comes to manifesting. Um, because I'm just reading Diane Cooper's Shining a Light on Spiritual Laws or something like that, mm. it's called. Um, and it talks a lot about them, but it it doesn't put it in that day-to-day life. Yeah. Like this is what it means for you if you're doing this. <laughs> in English. Which we all need. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I loved as well that your rituals were so accessible. Yeah. You didn't need to go and get a feather from a bluebird that <laughs> floated down by a river yeah and landed in the stream do you know what I mean it was the stuff you know I I joke to my husband like when we go to like Morrison's or anything which is rare together because (laughs) you know trying to stay married and (laughs) I'll go to the herb aisle pick up loads of stuff and I don't cook a thing trust me I do the odd chili con carne nice uh well it's vegetarian chili to be fair so so it's chili not con carne um (laughs) that's about it for my cooking yeah otherwise you know not good it's not a thing for me (laughs) but I'll pick up like cinnamon rosemary basil you know and they must think when I go through the Tillett Morrison like this woman's like a chef it's like no gonna go and burn it all people (laughs) yeah don't worry (laughs) nothing to be alarmed about (laughs) but your rituals are that stuff that you could go to the supermarket yeah. and get the bits that you need for them it's exactly. that thing that it's totally accessible which I really loved it, you know you could pop down to your local shop and get the bits and pieces that you needed you don't need to spend a load of money getting all these like impressive tools or anything in you could pick the book up read it go right I want to do this ritual and do it that yeah. night if you wanted to it's and that I think is really important that yeah. people can then put it into practice and quickly before you go on to the next book and forget sort of thing or yeah definitely and I've I've certainly done that and sometimes you know I'm reading like five books at once yes I do that think, it's terrible isn't it I know I know <laughs> and then you think oh yeah I'll I'll do that or I'll have a go with that or I'll put that into practice then you don't mm. so that's why you know the space for you to write in the book as you're reading so you can yeah. do it there and then and like you say if you want to go and do a ritual you can do it today Yes, you don't have to wait because the most powerful thing is your intention anyway Mm. and everything else is a bonus you can make it look really like glamorous and extravagant and stuff if you want to but you don't need to Mm. at all and you know we we thank Hollywood for that really can't we but it doesn't need to be anything monumental and what people always say to me is they think that it's a really long-winded process to like perform a spell Mm. and then they're like oh it's over in like three minutes have I done it right (laughs) I'm like, yes, it's not supposed to take up loads of your time. That's the point. We're bringing in balance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Things in more efficient ways. <laughs> yeah. I remember one of them that I did and didn't do very well, not from your book, mm-hmm. um, was one of them where you had to stare at the spell candle for oh. the entire time it melted down. Okay. Three hours later. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried staring into a candle for that long? <laughs> So I dozed off and sort of woke myself up as I fell forward because I'd been staring into this candle for so long. (laughs) 
so that then nudged everything out of the way because my movement has knocked yeah. the table and everything and and you just yeah no it can't you can't stare at candles for hours on end we have everything else that we have to do at exactly. the same time and it was a very nice mindful time before I dozed off yeah um but yeah no nice quick easy yes ones that you can implement um and just make part of your day exactly without the stress to to burn down birthday cake candle they burn fast yes I've got them now (laughs) literally also you should have to put them in a cake as well obviously so that's obviously yeah no definitely or like a glazed ring donut or something yes always the best way to do it (laughs) (laughs) so with everything that you've been learning doing everything Mm. that you sort of experienced on your journey what would you say is like that biggest lesson that you still carry with you today oh just one (laughs) yeah well we can go on to more than one if you want no don't because I'll I'll keep chatting I think (laughs) um it's a bit of a theme actually of the work that I've been doing the last couple of weeks is to trust and let go Mm. And it can sound counterintuitive and people have a bit of a battle with this because we're so used to doing, we're so used to having to be busy and having to be productive. And if we're not, we feel like we're not going to achieve because that's what we've been taught. But actually I have found, and my clients have found as well, that it's when we stop and let go and stop dwelling on the outcome that we have the space for things to flow. Mm -hmm. And it is a little bit of energetics because it's masculine and feminine energy. So when we're in our masculine, that's when we're doing, that's when we're busy. And, you know, your masculine is going to get you to do the spell in the first place. That's gorgeous. But we receive in our feminine energy, Mm -hmm. which means we have to be at a slower pace. We have to have that space and that capacity to hold whatever it is we're trying to call in. So I think that's a lesson that's always stuck with me is to not worry what that outcome looks like. And Danny, my partner, is my biggest lesson in that because I spent years, you know, thinking I wanted a guy that looked a certain way or had a certain job or whatever. And when I tapped into the feelings of what I wanted in a relationship and I let go of the outcome, he came straight through. Mm. But if you'd asked me like my type on paper and got me to draw it and whatever, (laughs) it would have been the polar opposite. But it's detaching from the outcome. Mm -hmm because it's the best relationship I've ever had Aww. so it's it's having that trust isn't it and going do you know mm. what I'm I'm doing my bit I've set my intention I'm taking the actions I'm going on dates or whatever it is yeah I'm showing up but the universe will give you the options then she'll back you mm-hmm. so just trust in that trust in her trust in God trust in Buddha whoever it is that you want to speak to the goddess is the god whatever trust and let go I love that and that's the bit where people sort of go like trust and surrender yeah it is it's really hard what what have you got like one or two little tips on like how to step away from that outcome and open to whatever the universe wants to bring yeah and for me it's always some kind of nature connection so Mm -hmm. say for example you're someone who runs a business and you're focusing on manifesting more sales or more clients 
what we naturally as humans want to do is stay like glued to our laptop because if we're not glued to our laptop then we're not going to make a sale we're not going to attract clients because we're not doing the -hmm. business stuff so that's naturally where we want to go to but that creates that resistance so stop laptop away Mm -hmm. and step away from what you what you think you have to do don't okay step away from it and depending on how you're feeling in yourself work with your counter elements if you're feeling really like emotional about it and you're starting to get upset or you're fearful about money or whatever and you're feeling really emotional then you want to avoid water because you're already feeling the water element within you so you might go out into fresh air find a windy beach and let the the air sort of cleanse you and give you that a bit of revival and a bit more clarity Mm -hmm. and you'll find when you do that just just physically remove yourself but link to an element of nature that sort of counteracts how you're feeling I love that get out there and that'll just like give you that clarity that you need yeah I always do it even like before I've done like launches of programs and stuff I want to be at my laptop and I want to be checking, you know, has anyone been on the website? Like, has anyone signed up? Has anyone sent me a question? But I won't. I'll turn my laptop off for at least 24 hours. Wow, that's some and self-discipline. Just, yeah. yeah. And it's that horrible. That is some you're self-discipline. Like, <laughs> because your human wants to be like checking and checking and checking. But then we're creating that resistance again because it's mm. almost like a desperation, isn't it? Even though it's coming from excitement and a nice place, mm-hmm. it doesn't serve you. Whereas if I go spend quality time with my friends or my family, get outside, go for a swim, whatever it is, I'm then in my flow and whoever or whatever is meant to come to me can. Amazing. I'm going to try that. Because every fibre of your being wants to be doing. (laughs) It is a heck of a lot of self-discipline. I'm impressed. It is. is. (laughs) Especially with how easy it is for us to connect. Because it's not just stepping away from the laptop in the respect that, like, you could look on your phone that Mm. might well that we're so attached to. So it's that thing of like, shove the phone away and the laptop and go and do something that actually like feeds you in a positive way. Exactly, and it just and distracts you. Yeah, Mm. it is a distraction, but it it shifts your energy and it puts you in the receiving mode Mm -hmm. rather than the doing mode. So, you know, where you can bring that into balance in your life day to day is fantastic as well. Or with my clients, we work with our energetic cycle. So either your menstrual cycle or just your energy cycle, because Mm -hmm. that's different for all of us. So you don't want to be doing all the time because then you're leaving no space for the receiving. Yeah. We've got to have both. I love that. That is something I need to do more. Definitely. I'm quite good at doing it with the seasons. Yes. And I know that, like, in the winter, I am a bear and I want to stay home and hibernate. But it's when I do a lot of my learning. It's when I'll read and read and read. Mm. And then spring, I'm like, stupid ideas, monkey. (laughs) (laughs) That's like 101 ideas. Yeah. And can't get them all done quickly enough. <laughs> and then in summer I'm super creative. I was saying to somebody before, like when I wrote my book, it took mm. 18 months. It didn't. It took like a summer. Yeah. Because that's when I actually wrote. Yeah. Because that's when I would sit outside in the sun on my laptop and type away. Um, and in the autumn, I just want to be doing Halloween stuff constantly. Well, yes, of course. 
two seconds. <laughs> and also the Halloween stuff is already in stock in a lot of shops, which makes me very happy. I am super excited for Halloween already. Yeah. The somebody, Halloween already somebody put on threads last night. Is it too late? Is it too early to decorate for Halloween? I was like, hell, I'm planning mine now. <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, I always have like a broom and I've got like a little black hat ornament next to me. Yeah. My house always looks like Halloween anyway. <laughs> somebody did reply with you took them down (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was perfect yeah I take down the pumpkins um Mm. and we change the color scheme so it's not always always orange (laughs) yeah but other than that other than that the crystals and the the candles all stay definitely so knowing what you do now what Mm. is something that you wish you could go back and tell your younger self when she was sort of experimenting uh, and trying to find logic if you could go back what would you tell her now um to dream bigger mm. and focus on bigger because when that logic kicks in and your ego kicks in a little bit as well so you might have a dream or an idea but your ego or your inner critic or whatever you want to call them inner psychopath I sometimes call mine <laughs> will tell you that's not logical because you haven't done xyz yet or you're not capable or this is happening in the world so you can't do that and it'll try and almost reason with you like the logical reasons why you can't have it Mm -hmm. and my younger self would listen to that and hold herself back because of it and you know it's no surprise why I've got like 20,000 certificates in various things because I listened to that in a critic but allow yourself to dream big and as soon as you put a date on that dream you've set yourself a goal Mm -hmm. and there is absolutely no reason and actually from a psychological point of view that does help quieten your ego because it allows your ego to go through the steps that get you to the bigger thing without being Mm. scared oh I love that yeah it's a little trick you can play with your own brain (laughs) (laughs) tricking the ego into not telling you it's going to be terrible exactly so yeah dream bigger and don't worry about the logic that's not your job your job is not to worry about the how Mm. have you read dr david hamilton's why we we work i've got it it's on my um my windowsill i'm only about two chapters in Ah, because i was just thinking like that's just like the perfect book for you isn't it yeah All the science and explanation. All the science and explanation of everything. <laughs> I've got it. And I have I have a terrible pile of books that I haven't read yet, mostly. Because I just buy too many books because I get really yeah. excited when I They're see everywhere. books. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the five that are currently got a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, I just thought that's just like the perfect book, isn't it? Yeah. Me? Love it. So one of the things with our journeys is that we are obviously constantly evolving. So what do you think like 50 year old Vix will be doing, which is a long way off, but um, it's not that far off. (laughs) It's a long way off for all of us. Uh, But what do you think like your next evolution might be, your next project might be? Where do you think this is taking you? Um. The first thing that came into my head was very sweary, so I won't say that. But <laughs> not, um... yeah, I don't know how to use the bleep effect. No, on we won't, we won't say, so let's not. I'll uh, let the listeners think what that might have been, but not worrying so much about judgment. 
Mm-hmm. And that's already been a huge part of my journey anyway. And I always say it's about coming out of the broom closet and actually sharing that we are a little bit woo or that we are witches or whatever. If you want to label it, you can label it. You don't have to label it. But I think that has been a huge part of my evolution so far and continues to be as I help mm-hmm. other people out of the broom closet as well, or whatever you want to call it. But I think um, a huge part of what she will have achieved is just helping other people acknowledge that they are capable and magic and that it is real and that the more work we do on ourselves the more healing that we do on ourselves the more we heal other people and the planet and the world around us as well which is very very much needed with the things that are going on at present especially with the planet so um without getting on my little ecological horse I think Mm -hmm yeah just making sure that as a collective we pull together and I think Mm -hmm. that's the next part of my journey bringing that message yeah because together we're we're stronger and we we make a huge huge difference um yeah just bringing people together and spreading as much healing as we possibly can awesome thank you so much for joining us chatting i can't wait to see what's next what's book two what's book three um we were saying before we hit record didn't we that it's funny when you release a book it's like when you meet a man and somebody asks you know are you getting engaged are you getting married (laughs) and every step like as soon as you do book one people are like so is there another book (laughs) and there is that's so exciting yeah you just need and that's fair enough which way to manifest only came out like may may yeah so it's only been a couple of months so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know Fabulous. I'm title on a contents page for the next one but oh well that's a hell of a start I'm impressed yes It'll happen. <laughs> and where can everyone find you find the book follow you get in touch with you how do they do all of that so um my website is www.thewitchway.online so that has links to everything and it has my social links as well but you will find me mainly on Facebook and Instagram if you just search for Vix Marie you will find me pottering around sharing some magic but yeah otherwise go to the website and everything is linked from there including the book linked to Amazon and stuff as well amazing Thank you so much. I will put the link to the website in the episode notes so that you can just hyperlinky click it there and it will take you straight through to the website as well for ease. Uh, And thank you so much for joining us. And we will no doubt be in touch. Um, And everyone, there will be another episode next week with the lovely Serena Myers. So tune in next Sunday, subscribe to the podcast leave a review and if you've got any general questions drop me a message thank you so much for listening to this episode of the sacred origins podcast follow me on social media at at sacred moon uk please hit subscribe or follow to the podcast and leave a review after listening if you have any questions or comments you can contact me via social media or on my website which is www sacredmoon.me thank you for being here and I look forward to being with you again in two weeks time